Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and prefer not to disclose, back to the Undressing Underground Podcast. I feel like I keep starting to sound more and more like, uh, what was that guy's name that was on this show like three weeks ago? The Gnostic Warrior. I'm freak Mo Bedard. I feel like I'm stealing his cadence. Anyway, thank you to everyone that checked out the AJ Delario interview that Ken's Unicorns did last week. I think she did a good job on that. And I enjoyed the gossip that he spilled about Cocker and Max Reed and all that I haven't seen anywhere else but nobody seemed to really pick up on except for this one uh, vaguely thinly veiled Gamergate Reddit. Oh well. And thank you to everybody that checked out the Fanadit episode last week. If you enjoyed that, you will hopefully enjoy this because we bring you part two where I talk to Harmy, the man behind the Star Wars Despecialized Editions. Unfortunately, Harmy's a video guy, not an audio guy, so... The sound quality on his end isn't the greatest. I don't know what kind of mic he was using. But I think it's listenable. And I enjoyed our chat. I think what he's doing is interesting and important to pop culture. I'll say that. Anyway... No add-ons this week, so stick around for John's closing song, and to hear about Kids Unicorns episode later this week. Your camera is really high up. Yeah, it's on top of my monitor. How big is your monitor? 58 inches. Oh my god. 4K. Yeah. Holy shit. Did your job get you that? Because you you got a job through uh the editing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you. So when. <laughs> is that helpful to you to have that enormous of a monitor? It looks like you're sitting right in front of it too. Oh, you're kitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well it's it, it's helpful definitely you can see all the details that that way you know okay yeah do you like are you actually like that far into uh do you actually go that deep into the rest restoration stuff that you actually are looking at like pixels almost pretty much in some shots yeah huh <laughs> 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 um well, if you don't let me ask, like, how exactly did you get into the whole 
uh, f- how did you start fan the, doing fan preservations? Because I don't, I mean, you didn't work, you didn't do that as work before, right? No, no. Um, I was, uh, I just started college really back then. Um, I was, I was studying, uh, I was studying uh, English teaching. Uh, and basically I was a Star Wars fan all my life. And, um, <clears throat> and you know, I, uh, oh, uh, by the way, is this, uh, is this going to be, uh, are you, are you going to write something up from this or, or is this going to be uh, a recording? Oh, it's going to be recording audio only bias to video. So the other person can see me if it's easier and everything. Cool. Uh, well, all right. So let, let me, let me start, uh, start that thought again in that case. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, so yeah, I was, a I was a Star Wars fan all my life and, uh, I was basically always in pursuit of the original versions because, uh, I was, I was like 10 years old when the, uh, special editions came out. Uh, and it was it was pretty difficult to get the original versions on even VHS in my country. Hmm. So even back then, I was I was trying to find the original versions. Uh, and then later, uh, around that time in like 2008 or something, uh, I got into HD video, Blu-ray and uh, stuff, and I wanted the original Star Wars in HD and. Uh, because it wasn't available, I decided to try and uh, do a cut myself that would be close to the original version. Um, and when I first started, it was basically just a mashup of like the DVD uh, version of the original and the, the HD version of uh, <coughs> of the special edition, but. Uh, but then I got into like After Effects and stuff like that, where you actually do like uh, film effects, and I started actually painting out the changes and uh, doing that stuff. Um, when you say so painting, ba- sorry, when you say painting out, you mean like actually removing the special features yourself? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like uh, using other sources, like uh, a background picture. So I would, I would like there. Were, Say there was a, a a robot added to a shot, so I would just take a picture of the background and paint it out of the of the shot huh. using that image, stuff like that. Yeah, um, and I uh, I got inspired by uh, I don't know you you've probably heard of eighty one right? Was it sorry? Uh, eighty one. Uh, it's oh eighty one. Ed Eddie One, yeah, uh, who does the um, uh, revisited Star Wars edits? I don't know if you've heard of those. They're fan edits, right? Like they're yeah, they're, yeah, they're it's, it's the is it the prequels? He do the prequels or does he do the later one? The the first ones, I mean. Yeah, no, he he uh, did the original Star Wars, and it's basically like a super special edition. He. <laughs> Improved all the effects and stuff, but Wait, what he, he he improved the effects of like the original trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so weird. <laughs> yeah, but actually, um, well, I don't. I don't want to get too much off topic, but sure. 
I actually feel like this kind of thing is okay. I'm, I'm not against special editions of movies per se. I just want the original to be available in the same quality, like Blade Runner. You can, you can buy the Blu-ray collection and you have five different versions on there in comparable quality. Right. So, uh, so I, I actually quite enjoyed 81's uh, edits. It was, it's, it's a fun new way to watch the movie. Uh, <laughs> but what he also did back in, uh, I think 2010 maybe, uh, was he, he did exactly this sort of thing. Like he uh, basically de-specialized The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but he only did this in DVD quality, hmm. uh, and I, I was uh, I was asking if he would do it in HD, and he said no because he thought the source material for uh, for the original versions were too low quality to go HD. Uh, so my first edit was just taking his edit and sort of making a mashup with the HD version to. Uh, and and I only removed some of the worst changes or the ones I considered worst personally. <laughs> yeah. So I called it the partly despecialized edition. So that was the first one I that was the first one I uh, made public on the originaltrilogy.com forum. Uh, and uh, then I did the other two as well using only the DVDs because 81 didn't do those. Um, and then I wanted to do like an improved version because every time I did one of those, I learned some new tricks. So I wanted to go back to the first one because I doing the other two, I learned, I learned new stuff that I could do. So, uh, uh, but then I, I figured I could actually go far enough to actually just call it the despecialized edition <laughs> and uh, try and recreate the original cut of the movie. So that's basically the brief history of how this came to be. So have you only done, um, you're, I th were you not involved in archive work as well? I thought you would, have you worked with prints at all or is it just with the? No, no uh, not, not at the start and not even now. Like I, I now I get 35 millimeter scans from other people, okay. but I've never actually handled a print personally. But when they get the prints, they decide they decided that they wanted you to be the one to to uh, digitize. No, I guess not digitize it, but like pr uh, make it presentable. I guess. Uh, well, uh, they uh, these guys are doing their own project. Yeah. But yeah. because cleaning up a whole movie like this takes a lot of time. Uh, so they offered to uh, to give me the clips I needed that which I would have to clean up myself. But because I'm I'm starting off with the special edition, which is like, I don't know, for for Star Wars, it's probably like 80% of the original footage is still in there. Mm -hmm. And 20% is uh, has been replaced. So, for example, for Star Wars, I would only need 20% of the movie from a 35mm scan. Uh, I mean, it's still over 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it is 20 minutes, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
So how much time does it normally take you to despecialize these? <laughs> well, uh, a lot of time. I don't, uh, I don't have an exact number, and it was it differed uh, from movie to movie and version to version because sometimes I, uh, I had more time to to work on it, and uh, I did, I did ma the majority of it during my uh, university studies. So, so you know, when when I didn't have exams or anything, I, I had I had plenty of time to work on it. It got a little worse now that I'm working. It's I, I don't have all that much free time to uh, to devote to it. Uh, but it it usually took a few months to to finish one movie. How many hours a day is that doing that? Because a few months seems relatively short for actually going in and removing special effects from a yeah. from an entire movie. Uh, yeah, well, on, uh, I I would say um, there were times when I was working on this like five hours a day. Um, That's it. But then, <laughs> then then there were there were times when I didn't have that much time to work on it so but uh on average i would say four four hours a day for for a few months really was it just like diligence then were you doing it like four hours a day every day no no okay. it was like uh, however i felt like you know, <laughs> it was it was a hobby so you know that's yeah. that's how you um how you devote time to your hobby when you feel like doing it you do it yeah just i'm surprised because you are sort like your specialized editions are kind of the sought after editions at this point, right? In the fan community, as it seems like, the way uh, I, like. It, I guess so. There are a few, few others, uh, and there are definitely some others coming, like those guys who are uh, restoring the 35 millimeter prints. Uh, when they come up with their version, uh, it's still going to be like, like the footage that was altered in the blu-ray version mm -hmm. is still going to look better in the despecialized because uh, a 35 millimeter print isn't as uh highly detailed as the as the materials they used for the blu-rays uh, but it will it will be more faithful to the experience of seeing seeing the original uh movies in the cinema because that's what you would have seen in a cinema uh, a print so so i'm guessing when they come out with these 35 millimeter preservations uh those are possibly going to be uh better overall because they're they're going to have more of a film-like feel to them and perhaps a little less detail but unless you're comparing side by side that's not really that's not really that much of an issue. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to those personally myself. Uh, plus, I will be if they do a, if they do the cleanup, I should be able to possibly use those as a very uh, convenient source for the final version of the specialized. Oh, you would rather use um their you'd rather use their footage to supplement your cut than just help them clean up their their cut oh no i'm uh i actually might get involved in helping them too mm 
but but then when their cut is finished, I can I can take that and uh, and do uh, do what I do, you know, yeah. uh, put it together with the Blu-ray footage. So, is it only Star Wars that you've edited, as far as fan edits go or fan preservations go? Uh, so far, yeah. I mean, uh, I did a couple of things that I never released. Like, I did a fan edit of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> what did you do in that? Oh, um, I I actually, I basically recut uh, Two Towers and Return of the King. And I put some stuff from Return of the King into Two, Hour, uh, two Towers and cut out some of the stuff from Two Towers that I thought was boring. <laughs> Uh, and that that way, I also was able to shorten Return of the King, which is way too long. Right, especially with that like half hour ending. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I did that just for myself. I just showed it to some of my friends, and then actually, I lost. I I've lost the files. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So why didn't you release that though, to fanedit.org or the forum or anything? I didn't feel like the quality was good enough. How so? But I basically just got to a, a work print stage and then I, I lost lost focus. <laughs> never finished. So you started, you got involved in the community around 2008, you said? Mm. So have you been, have you, so, have you most been just working on those three films this entire time then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. So, you know, I'm currently uh, Star Wars is on version 2.5. So <laughs> there, you know, there have already been at least four different versions of that. <laughs> How do you think you're ever going to be really done? Like, I know you mentioned like your final cut, but do you think that you actually will be satisfied at some point? Um, yeah, I think so. Like, uh, <laughs> if I was... Uh, for one, I'm because because you know I'm I'm now doing this kind of thing for my job. Yeah. I I sort of uh, I must I must admit I've lost the passion a little bit, uh, not for the job but for yeah. Yeah, for Star Wars because I've done so much of it that now I have the opportunity to work on other films, you know. So I'm um, and officially as well. <laughs> so right, you know, um, get paid for your time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I, I'd still like to finish, uh, at least versions 2.5 of Jedi and Empire. Mm -hmm. Um, and then maybe the, the only way I'm, I'm doing another version after that is when the 35 millimeter restorations from, uh, Team Negative One are the guys doing the, uh, the 35 millimeter restorations. Right. Uh, when they come out with their versions, I could use those and uh, sort of fairly easily make uh, a version 3.0 of, of the Specialized using those versions. So are you allowed to talk about your job? I'm, I don't know why you wouldn't be, but um, what is your job now exactly? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I work for uh, Nanotech 4K Studios. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, it's a it's a company that does various things in the entertainment business, uh, and one of the one of the things uh, our company started to do recently or in in recent years was uh, we started the, a service called Ultraflix. Okay. Yeah, it's basically like Netflix but in 4K. Oh, okay. Uh, we're we're still building it it's uh, it's already available as a service but we're still building a library uh, of 4k films uh, not all of them are native 4k some are uh, upscales mm -hmm. but that's that's actually uh, the kind of thing I'm working on right now and it's right down my alley I, I did like you know take it uh, I did a lot of taking inferior sources and trying to make them more presentable at higher resolution. Uh, so I get a lot of uh, 1080p uh, full HD material and I, I work on uh, enhancing it for 4K. And what exactly is involved in that? Like how exactly do you make it look? Uh, what do you, I don't know how to ask that question. But I was like, I don't know what you're doing when you do that, when you're making 1080p into 4K. Like what, what's the process there? It's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of difficult to, uh, <laughs> explain without visual aids right right uh, but basically there are some scaling algorithms which uh, do the, the scaling better than your TV would uh, and then you do like selective sharpening of but you it has to be a controlled process if you just apply the sharpening filter uh, across the board on the whole movie which is what your television would do if you if you set it to, uh, it it wouldn't it it wouldn't really improve things. It might actually make things look worse. But if you apply stuff like this selectively, sometimes uh, sometimes denoising. Uh, but again, this has to be uh, denoising has to be applied very carefully because otherwise you lose detail uh, instead of gaining it. Uh, and then actually regraining helps. Uh, I uh, I actually have had to sell my boss on this idea, <laughs> uh, where when you add like I did this on Star Wars a lot when I had low resolution footage, yeah, yeah. I would add high definition grain to it, hmm. and this sort of tricks your brain into thinking it's looking at high definition image. That's. I can't even like comprehend that. <laughs> it's so weird. How yeah, did you figure that out? Uh, through experience, I guess. Like, yeah. You experiment with stuff, and uh, well, actually, like when you when you watch a uh, a good HD transfer of a movie, uh, if it's if it's transferred from thirty five millimeter film, uh, you there is always uh, a layer of fine grain on it. But the grain structure is different from when you watch the same footage from low resolution. So you, when you notice that and you, you go and you add that sort of fine grain structure to the lower resolution footage, it can actually, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't improve it for real. It just <laughs> tricks your brain into thinking it looks better or more detailed. Hmm. Um, so 
this job, they actually, did they find you or mm -hmm. did you find them? No, I was very surprised. I was working as a, as an English teacher, <laughs> just, you know, uh, clicking away on my Star Wars in the evenings. And uh, I got contacted by, uh, by this guy from, from Nanotech. Uh, and, uh, and at first I, I, I thought someone was just making a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's kind of absurd. Like you're doing this sort of quasi illegal yeah. thing uh, and yeah, somebody offers you a job, a legitimate job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm really happy I can now do this, uh, because, because, uh, you know, I, I started doing this in college, already studying to do something completely different. So then, and then I finished my studies and I, I during during my years in college, I, I actually figured out uh, a career path that would have been much better for me. <laughs> and, you know, I uh, looking for jobs in this area, especially in my country is not easy and especially when you haven't studied it. So, so I was very happy to, to be given this opportunity. What country are you in by the way? Oh, Czech Republic. Okay. Yeah. And sorry, did you say you saw the, sorry? Central Europe. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and you said, did you, when did you see the original cuts? Was that, Help, did you see like the original original cuts the first time of Star Wars or did you see the specialized versions in theaters or something? Oh, no, it, uh, I like my first experience of star of seeing Star Wars was on TV in like 1993 possibly I was like 5 years old. Huh. Um and that was the original version obviously cuz uh the special editions were made in 1997. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I had uh, like a, a third generation copy of a VHS of the original versions of, uh, of the original version of only the first film. Uh, and then the, the special editions came out. Uh, so I, I saw uh, The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi uh, first in their special edition form. But because I already I saw the original version of Star Wars first, then I saw the special edition. I really wanted to see the the original versions of Empire and Jedi as well. And so my search for the I, I knew it they did come out on VHS in the Czech Republic, but they just weren't anywhere in the shops anymore because that was like years ago. Hmm. I managed to uh, track them down at a video rental store that was closing. So, so I bought those. What uh, do you mean track down? Were you like calling around places? Uh, no, but I, I basically visited every video store in every city, <laughs> everywhere I went. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Every time I went somewhere, uh -huh. I would I would go to the to the video store there and. <laughs> And so this one just happened to be one you just happened to walk into one day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. So do you ever feel nostalgic then for like the third generation VHS you used to watch? Not really. No? No. <laughs> um, no I feel it's, it's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, I, I, 
a sl slightly tiny bit maybe like when I when I'm at home and my my parents still have a VHS player yeah uh, in the upstairs bedroom um, so sometimes I will just pop in Star Wars on VHS and watch a few minutes but I couldn't uh, I I'm too I'm too spoiled now I could I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't watch a, an entire movie on VHS anymore. <laughs> Is there like a particular point you go to when you watch it, though? Um, or you just pop it in wherever not, it is. You know, just <laughs> just, just what the tape is currently on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So, what exactly bothers you about the specialized editions? Like, why? What drew you to the original versions? Um, well, one of the things was uh, I always admired the special effects. Like the original special effects? Yeah, the original special effects. Uh, and, of course, in the special editions, I could tell some of the special effects were CGI. Yeah. But, but then I, uh, I watched some that I thought were original. But then when I saw the original, I saw they were uh, the same models and same backgrounds, but digitally recomposited, and they look very different. Uh, and I actually like the the look of the original effects better. Like it, it definitely looked a little less realistic, but it had this. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like a nostalgic feel, maybe. But I wasn't. I not nostalgic for me because it wasn't. I, it was my first time seeing those effects. But yeah. Like, I felt like, yeah, this is the real thing, you know? Right. What I was watching before was fake. This is now <laughs> the real thing that I'm watching, you know? What is interesting, too, like, I talked about this a little bit with my friend, because uh, he does a pup. Well, he was on the my podcast a few weeks ago, and he does a puppet show, like, internet web series puppet show. And there is just something about, like, that is tactile, like that the thing is actually there and you're actually watching a person interact with a thing that's interacting back with it instead of yeah. just at a green dot or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and the, uh, the thing is, like, those those original special effects were totally groundbreaking. At the time, everyone was like, how is this possible? But now when you look at CGI effects, that it doesn't have that impact anymore. And no. even... 1997 it didn't anymore uh, so it doesn't it, it's like it, it's really taking away from the movie because even now you can still be amazed by those original effects because you think wow they did this without computers yeah this even is amazing <laughs> and when it's a, a cgi effect you're like yeah so they did that on the computer whatever <laughs> you know there was a um, great documentary i watched about stars at 1.2 about how they got like about uh george lucas want all the sound effects to be organic too so like the guy would go into these yeah. fields and like record like, like he yeah. might hit some stick and it would be the laser sound and stuff and um so how do you feel about the prequels then oh um i don't like them <laughs> but uh i'm not i'm not one of those people who are like Oh, the, how can you like the prequels? You're stupid, you know. That's uh, um, I guess like to each to to each their own. But uh, what I have a problem with? Oh, that's uh, you. Uh, that's actually an addition to to your previous uh, question. 
like one of the things I dislike the most about the special editions, the later ones, is that they actually put in stuff from the prequels. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, like they like they shoved in the uh, the Anakin ghost yeah. from the prequels at the end of Return of the Jedi, and Vader now says no in in Return of the Jedi on the Blu-ray version and. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, my cat always does they, this. They actually even put in Jar Jar Binks for a second there, like Did at the they? yeah. Well, it's they say it's not Jar Jar Binks, but you know, at the end celebration, like in the in the ninety seven special edition, they added those celebrations from different planets, and for the Blu Ray version, they actually added Naboo, and there's a Gungan there <laughs> screaming, "We supreme!" <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, it yeah, yells that's, that's actually free. a part of Return of the Jedi now. Um, so, yeah. what is your favorite film? I'm curious if it's going to be the obvious or not. Um, well, actually, um, I I used to I used to think it was Empire. Yeah, but it's actually Star Wars. Because uh, the the original, because it's a self-contained story. You can watch it, and it's a it's a movie. It has a beginning and an end, and uh, it's a perfect movie. It's the perfect movie. It's uh, it has everything. Whereas Empire is it's a great movie, and in, on some levels, it's definitely better than the original. Like it's it's be it's uh, better directed, and it, it has better uh, acting and dialogue. Uh, but it's just a middle part of a larger story, right, and uh, and it's a little bit of a soap opera, not as much as, as Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but it, it has some <laughs> some elements of that. But so Star Wars then is your favorite film of all time? Then like it's your absolute favorite film? Um. Actually, you, you'll be surprised, but no. Yeah, uh, I mean, um, it's one of my favorites, definitely. Oh, yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, you know, it's uh, it has a special place in my heart, and because I loved it as a kid, and... Uh, but, but now, uh, when I... When I'm thinking of a movie to watch, I, I very seldom go to Star Wars because I've been through that movie like frame by frame <laughs> five times, right? Um, and so I, I love watching it with someone else, like showing it to someone, especially when they haven't seen it yet. Does that happen often for you? Um, not very <laughs> often, but, you know, yeah. relatively. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like like just now I uh, I had a uh, I had a, a friend and his girlfriend over and he, she's never she's never seen Star Wars before uh, and I I now have a I now have a ten foot wide projection screen uh, so <laughs> uh, so uh, and a, a full HD projector so I, I showed it to them in in my home cinema which version. Of these specialized. <laughs> okay. yeah. Did you tell them that beforehand? Like when you show people that, do you tell them it's your version? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's because that's usually how we get to actually watching it. Like we, <laughs> they, you know, they ask me about it. I, I explain 
what it's about and they, hey, I, I would like to see that. And so, yeah. So do you ever watch other fan edits of other films? Uh, not very often. I, I have watched a few, but um, I don't know. Um, to me, uh, I, I just I just feel like um, a fan edit is if it's a bad movie, yeah. I don't feel like a fan edit can improve it all that much. Like I've watched some of the prequel fan edits, yeah, and sure they're improved, but I still it, I still didn't like the movie. <laughs> uh, and uh, and with good movies, I don't feel like they need fan edits. Hmm. So. Uh, it, it can be a fun way to watch a movie you've seen a million times. That's, uh, yeah. But so what's your opinion about like the director, um, being, having the final word on the film? Like, do you think the director should ultimately, do you think that fan edits should be legal? Actually, I guess that's like what I'm trying to ask. Oh, um, I guess, it's it's a it's a difficult question yeah. question like uh i would love to say yes <laughs> but uh well yes they should be or uh, i don't see a reason why they shouldn't be legal as long as they are not sold and they are not uh that they, they are not being uh presented as the real thing hmm. everyone uh, Everyone who watches a fan edit should be aware they are watching a fan edit. And also, I think they should be familiar with the original first. So you don't, th you don't think that the, a fan edit should be ever be considered like the actual film? It should be considered and it should always be considered an alternate version. Like the director yeah. still has the final say of what the actual film is. And then this is just yeah. like a yeah. collage or something. I, I, I definitely think so. Uh, but there is a, I would, I would like to draw a line between a fan edit and a fan preservation. Right. Where I think like, and, uh, I think despecialized is on somewhere between because it's still a fan edit. I mean, there, I, I still left a few of the less visible changes and it's still, it's still not a real restoration of the original film. Uh, so, I, and I would never want Despecialized to be considered the definitive version of the film. Oh, really? But if if those guys who are doing the 35 millimeter restorations, if they do like a really awesome restoration, I think that could very easily be considered the definitive version of the film because it's a restoration of the actual film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, then you get into the realm of like director's cuts, and uh, you have, you can have multiple official versions of the film, and that's fine. And uh, but I think uh, I, I think those should all be available at uh, at the same quality. So, if for whatever reason Disney or George Lucas were to take one of your despecialized editions. And put it out as uh, the original Star Wars. How would you feel about that? I would be very disappointed. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, um, 
part of me would be proud. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's would a be pretty quite, big deal. That <laughs> would be quite an achievement. But yeah. no, I, I'd be I'd be really disappointed because I think they can do so much better. <laughs> like you know, I did the best I could with the limited resources I had. Yeah. But with the resources they they have, you could just do so much better. <laughs> You could you could do the film so much more justice by going back to like the negatives and scanning them at 4K and actually doing a proper cleanup and stuff. That's true. Yeah. I guess it's sort of a ridiculous question, actually. <laughs> I hadn't considered the original negatives. Uh, maybe it will comfort you that this is a question I get asked a lot. Really? By yeah. by like other forum members and stuff. Yeah, and interviewers and. Uh... How often do you do interviews? Um, on average, like once a month. Really? Yeah, like uh, not so much recently. There was a time I don't know, uh, like a year ago when there was like a boom and the some there was an there was uh, an article about these specialized in uh, on I think Yahoo.com. Oh, really? Yeah, and then then suddenly everyone was interested, and you know I was getting requests for interviews and. Oh. That explained, cause yeah, I've been on my spleen for like ten or eleven years, or like longer than that actually. I forgot nice. how long. Yeah, but I remember at one point on the I saw on the forum or on the front page there was like a a, a huge influx of people coming asking for uh, invites mm. so they could download your edition. Mm. <laughs> and then your name has been stuck in my head since, and it's just like the, the 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 definitive person for the for the non special versions of the films. Yeah, that was uh. That was probably around that time, yeah. <laughs> then I also started a Facebook page a few months back, which also brought in some more people. Hmm. For the special, despecialized edition. Yeah, for, for the despecialized editions. Yeah. How many likes does it have? Uh, I'm not sure. I can. I'll check because I haven't checked for for a while and. Uh, um, eight thousand six hundred. Eighty six hundred. Holy crap! So, how does it feel to know that you might be like the definitive have edited the definitive version of one of your favorite films for that many people? Um, it feels good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I mean, no, the the fan support or well, fan the uh, the the fellow fan support. Was a was a big deal for me when I was working on those. Yeah, because because you know there were times when it got a little frustrating or, uh, like like there there were some shots that I redid like five times and I still wasn't satisfied with the result and uh, um, and always the the support of the people on the forum and then. Uh, also the feedback like I'm uh, when you when you read uh, when you read uh, posts from people saying I showed this to my dad and he had tears in his eyes because you know it was... that's awesome and I I, uh, I got a lot of stuff like that from from people so so yeah that that's the biggest reward uh, when you mentioned uh... Something about the internet. I forget. This is all to do with the internet, I guess. But uh, I I went to your website a week or two ago, 
and I noticed you had this other thing on there, like an interactive comic version of the films or something. Was that you or was it somebody else I'm thinking of? Oh, yeah, possibly. I did that in high school. <laughs> okay, it's, it's still up there, though. Oh, yeah. What is that? I, uh, I think if, if, if we're talking about the same thing, uh, I, I tried to do like a sort of fan-edited comic book of Return of the Jedi, <laughs> where I changed the story, and uh, I, used, I, I used Photoshop to put together pictures from the movie, with new backgrounds and new, but I only did like uh, the first quarter of what the story would have been, and then I, I never finished it. <laughs> Do you ever plan to? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I don't know. I'm sort of out of questions, except I would like to know uh, what is the what's your kitty's name? Minxie. Minxie. Yeah. What's that? Is that a reference to something? Uh, well, yeah, when I first got her, she she kept uh, running away from me, and I was like, come here, you little minx. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sort of stuck. <laughs> so no Star Wars? You, you're not obsessive enough to name your cats after Star Wars or anything? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that with no judgment, because... Right next to me is my cat Boris Karloff. <laughs> oh, <cool. laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, do you have anything else? Do you think is relevant or interesting or? Uh, well, I uh, I always try I always try to uh, remind people that I had a lot of help with those oh. edits. Yeah, because uh, on the original trilogy.com forum, uh, there are a lot of other projects. Uh, and there were a lot of other projects before I started mine uh, that I used as sources. Uh, there's Pago Grande, which is a 16 millimeter transfer that uh, uh, that this guy did uh, at home, and uh, there were some some people transferring the laser discs and uh, some people upscaling the uh, the original version DVDs uh, to HD, so I, I was able to use those as a source and not have to upscale by my uh, upscale those myself. Uh, so I had a I had a lot of lot of help, uh, and then also of course the guys doing the thirty five millimeter transfers for the later versions of the specialized. Uh, I was I was able to to use some of those uh, shots from the 35 millimeter uh, prints, which improved the quality tenfold. Hmm. Like there were, uh, they weren't at the time they they weren't able to to give me all the shots I needed, but uh, they were able to give me the shots I needed the most, which looked the worst on the DVD that I was using mm -hmm. as a source. Uh, so I was I was able to replace those, and that really improved the quality of the overall edit. So, um, do you do you have plans to do any other other fan restorations? Is there any other films that you would like to see a better version out there of that you think you could fix? Um. Well, uh, 
Definitely one that comes to mind is THX 1138. Oh, really? Another George Lucas one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, well, George Lucas is very specific in this uh, effort to destroy his movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most, most other directors do their director's cut and then they give you the original version in the same quality, not George Lucas. And the problem is that there is actually, like... THX is even worse off because uh, there isn't even a DVD release of the original version. Was there a Laserdisc at least? Yeah, there was a Laserdisc, but okay. uh, the, Laserdisc trans uh, the, the Laserdisc transfers are pretty poor. Oh. Like the, the quality of the, of the Laserdiscs that I, I saw of that movie are worse than the quality of Star Wars Laserdiscs. Hmm. Um, but I know there are some people working on obtaining a 35 millimeter print as well. So, uh, oh, I get the last question is just: um, Is there an easy way for anybody curious to access your cuts of Star Wars, your despecialized editions? Um, well, uh, <laughs> you mentioned you mentioned my spleen. Yeah, my spleen yeah. is actually not an easy way. <laughs> It's, or an outsider it, to get this? I mean, you have to post in the invite forum these days, right? Because um, you can yeah. get to the forum, I think, and you can go into the invite requests, and they should let yeah, you in. Yeah, there, there are like a million requests with no oh, replies. Really? <laughs> because, because like what you mentioned, like there, there are all these, you know, uh, hundreds of people asking for invites only for to get Star Wars. And uh, I, I completely understand why, why they're not getting them. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sending any more invites out e either, unless it's to a friend or someone I know. Right. Uh, but most of these are available on, like, public trackers. You like, just, just, just Google, Google Star Wars the Specialized okay. Download or something. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I guess it should probably be on the Pirate Bay by now, at least. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I never put them there, but you know, these things have a have a way of <laughs> spreading themselves. So well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a need, and obviously, it's a lot of people appreciate what you've been doing. So, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, and, then, uh, and then in terms of of the legality of the whole thing, uh, <laughs> obviously, it's a. Uh, it's a gray area at best. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I always say uh, that uh, the copyright law is there to protect the financial interests of the copyright owner. Uh, and because I'm, I'm certain that 99% of people who download these are lifelong Star Wars fans who already own every imaginable version <laughs> that was... Uh, uh, that they could buy, yeah. So yeah. they won't go and buy anymore because they already have it all. Uh, the the studio isn't actually losing any money over over this. Uh, plus, plus another thing is uh, it it represents like one maybe zero point one percent of all the. In, all the ways to download Star Wars illegally from the internet. Oh yeah, I know. Like I was impressed by the eight thousand people on your Facebook page, but that's like 
yeah, a yeah. tiny fraction of the people that are going to go see the new one in theaters the first day, the first showing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, and it's a tiny fraction of people who downloaded Star Wars from the internet. That's true too. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like out of those eight, out of those eight thousand people, seven thousand eight hundred probably already have the Star Wars Blu-rays. Yeah, and. And probably millions of people downloaded Star Wars illegally from the internet. So uh, this is why I think uh, Lucasfilm is sort of letting all this slide. Like, not just mine, but all the other fan edits. I don't think anyone's ever been... Uh, anyone's ever had any legal action taken against, taken against them. Yeah, because there was like a working editor in Hollywood that did the first uh, yeah. fandom edit, right? And yeah. Yeah, so if he hasn't gotten any shit for it, I can't imagine anybody else is going to. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of the, I, I think it's also kind of the same uh, spirit with which they uh, approach the fan films. They actually have a fan film competition instead of going down on you know with a hammer it's like uh i i think it, it builds it it helps build the fan base and that's what they need right now they need not to make the fans angry before they release the new movies so, especially after the last one they need to regain their yeah, trust <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so so i i think they're fine they're uh i, I I'm, I'm pretty sure they know about all this yeah uh, like after all the publicity it received last year, I can't imagine them not knowing about it. Right. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty glad they're taking the the approach they're taking and they they don't they don't want to angry their fan base. And... <laughs> well, naturally, I won't be putting your name your actual name on the podcast anyway. Just to be safe, I'll be putting Harmy. Yeah, <laughs> is that how you say it? Is Harmy? Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I know that's for me. I'll let you. It's like what there, like one a.m. or something now. Uh, yeah, almost two. Oh my so, god. Yeah, I'll let you get to bed. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, like I said, I'm uh, I'm on I'm on American time because uh, I I work for a, I work for a U.S. based company, so I I communicate with with them through Skype. So I'm I'm actually working right now <laughs> <laughs> so when are you going when do you go to bed then At you, um, in your usually time? around five o'clock a.m yeah and then you wake up at like what like 3 p.m well one two like that yeah wait i'm really bad with math i don't know why i can't do the math for that so you do yeah, some... me too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um that's yeah. interesting. So you sleep during the day and stay up all night like a vampire then in the Czech uh, Republic. Yeah. <laughs> well, I usually have the afternoon to, to do stuff and then, then I go to work at 8 o'clock in the evening. <laughs> That's nice, yeah. Uh, Is there any plans of moving out to California to work with them? Um, well, there was some talk, but I'm pretty happy the way things are right now. Yeah. Like, I would... I, I would rather stay home, to be honest. Like I, I, 
have no desire to relocate relocate to America. If I had to, I would. Like if they said, if they said, you know, we we need you to be here, I I probably would. But I, it's not. It wouldn't be my first choice. I'm probably go gonna go there from time to time, like for a couple of weeks or something. But cool. It sounds like you've uh, you've like fallen into a pretty cool life. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, well, it's it, it's got it's got a, a bit of an impact, a negative impact on my social life because <laughs> uh, you know when everyone else is out socializing, I'm home working, but yeah, but I can go out, still go out on Fridays and. And I can stay out all night because I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get tired at all, I guess. That's, just, that's yeah. pretty great, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Well, then I guess it does it for me. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, thank you. I enjoyed this. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah, I enjoyed talking. I was really. I, I was actually afraid to approach you at first because I remembered a year ago on MySpace everybody coming there like, wow, well, how can I get the Harmony editions, and. <laughs> I like didn't even approach you at first. I figured like, well, he's like the top of the game. Then like, he's not gonna want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I I never felt like that, and I I really still don't. Like yeah. I I know, I actually think there are there are some people more talented on the forum. Uh, but but you know I'm uh, I don't I don't want to sound falsely modest on the other hand like <laughs> right. uh, i but i was personally quite surprised by uh by all the publicity and uh stuff so i'm just a normal guy yeah i'm clearly yeah. um thanks again for talking to me i'll uh, i'll let you know yeah. when this goes up yeah i'll be happy oh also uh will you uh, did did you already put up uh some of the other uh, some of the other stuff you you mentioned before. Oh no! Um, you said you interviewed some other Star Wars guys, right? Yeah, I uh, interviewed TV's Frank and Q two together, and that one is going up a week from today. Cool. I'd love I'd love to listen to that. I yeah. mean, <laughs> I mean, Frank is a bit of a mystery of the forum. <laughs> really. I, I really yeah, uh, I'm I'm really look, looking forward to hearing what he actually sounds like. <laughs> uh, you seem just like a normal dude when I talk to him, but I guess yeah, you'll see next week. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks again. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right. That was Harmy, the man responsible for saving your childhood and making your father cry. I looked at my spleen, and uh, there's like 10 or 15 versions of his uh, videos, whatever you call it, his project, including ones with an Italian soundtrack. And there's a video on YouTube showing like a little featurette documentary about what exactly he did and it has over 700,000 views so this guy's making a lot of people happy if you want to check out his cuts 
of the Star Wars films. I'm not going to say to go download them off the Pirate Bay, but they're all on the Pirate Bay. Not the Italian version, but the English versions are. All right, what else is there? Come back on Thursday for Kittens and Unicorns conversation with Jennifer C. Martin, the gawker commenter turned freelance writer. And then come back on Tuesday when I also talked to her about uh, some psychos on mommy boards or something. She's also a Christian, but uh, she's a cool one. So uh, don't worry about it. Let's see. If you enjoy what you hear, consider leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We are on Stitcher now if you enjoy listening to a lower quality version of this podcast. Also, you can donate money through the website, undressingunderground.com. There's a link to our Patreon and our PayPal. Subscribe on iTunes or whatever you use. Uh, There will still be two episodes a week at this point. One of me talking to some weirdo and then Ken's Unicorns talking to another weirdo from the Gawkerverse. Oh, what else do I have to promote? I'm going to be on Zach and B's podcast, but we're simulcasting, so you don't have to actually go check them out, but you should go leave them a review if you like it. Check out Lost Puppies music at lostpuppies.bandcamp.com. Leave us a voicemail at 260-PUNK-POD. It'll go straight to voicemail after ringing, I guess. Send me your guest suggestions, including yourself, to the voicemail or to me on Twitter at FalconVane or to email at rob at understingunderground.com or candu, K-A-N-D-U, at understingunderground.com. Just subscribe and review us, please. That's all I ask. And tell John to make more music. Because I like it.